we got this. We are smart girlies. Who said that? I did. Hi, and welcome to Lesbians. I'm Armani. And I'm Mag. Grab your nearest queer and your nearest oat milk iced latte and get comfy and listen to us talk about everything and anything. Armani. It's Mac and Armani. Armani and Mac. What? I wonder if anybody missed me. Probably not. But yeah. um, But we should get we should get like a rapper or something to make us a (laughs) to make us the beginning. Armani and Mac make it into like. No, I was thinking about that. I was like, let me figure out how to work GarageBand, and I'll throw (laughs) some beats in there. Oh my gosh! No, we can get we can get my younger brother. He has he's like a SoundCloud rapper. We can get Andrew to make one for us. Oh my god, yes, he needs to make us one, and it can just have. You know what? I'm gonna let him do it. I'm gonna yeah. leave it to the audio let engineer. Let of genius work. I'm not gonna try to act like I know how to do anything. I had a um, PhD guy explain his entire dissertation and sound design to me the other day but he was so sweet so I couldn't stop him but I was like dude I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now tell him he made it (laughs) I didn't even know that you could get a PhD in that so you can get a PhD in anything well I guess I guess we learn something every day I learned something I have a friend doing a PhD in satanic cult studies satanic panic Never forget. Never forget. I want to do an episode on, I mean, maybe not because they're kind of overdone, but I do think that like serial killers are fascinating. Mindhunter is such a good show. Have you seen that? I love Mindhunter. I have a weird fascination with Big Ed. I, I just like the fact that he's so intelligent and knows what he's doing is wrong. He's just like, hey, man, sometimes you got to kill your mom. There was some idiot serial killer. I'm pretty sure it was BTK because he's a fucking idiot. If you've ever heard anything about BTK, he's just dumb. Um, Especially even the way that he got caught was fucking stupid. But he, um, I'm pretty sure it was him who stabbed somebody and was like, oh my God, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Sir, what? So he was like... You're not stabbing a pillow. You're stabbing something that has bones and muscle. Like right, like it's gonna be a little tough. Or it was Ed Kemper. I don't remember who it was. I'll have to look. No, Ed Kemper is the Ed that I'm talking about. He, yeah, big Ed. Yeah, he's like fucking seven feet tall. Like he's fucking. If that man picked me up, I would be scared. I mean, it's actually kind of sad because now I think about it, like he's not just a character on a TV show. Like he actually murdered women. Oh no, he for sure did. Um, I don't think it was him that had trouble stabbing people considering he was so large. I think that would have been incredibly simple for him. If you guys actually want to read something really fucked up, (laughs) because I used to listen to a lot of true crime, I kind of stay away from it now because it was just giving me bad vibes to be listening to Mm -hmm. it 24-7, like, obviously. But there uh, are these serial killers, or their, like, nickname was the Toolbox Killers, but that is the most heinous shit I have ever read. There's a transcript because they recorded like them killing their victims in the back of this car, like literally like tortured these women. And there's a transcript of one of them. And yeah, I've never been the same since I read that. Talking about torture, I learned like the most fucked up way to torture someone. Huh? So the most heinous way to torture someone i used to think that it was you know when they put like a mouse on your stomach in a cage and then light one side of the cage on fire so they eat through you no it turns out there's something worse um so what they'll do is they'll dip your feet in salt water and like let them soak in salt water for like a day you know you're just soaking in salt water then they'll tie you to a table with like your feet up right Mm. And then they'll bring in a goat and then the goat will start licking you. And apparently it's like a, once they start, they will not stop if they're licking something salty. And so they'll lick through your skin, through your muscle, through your, like they'll just keep licking until there's nothing there. And like the horrible part is it's just you and a goat in a room. You can't plead with the goat. You can't ask the goat to stop. It's just going to keep going. Yeah, and- that is fucked up. I don't know. I think right. I'd rather. I think I'd rather that. I think I'd rather that though than the rat. Like the rat's literally going to chew you. Die. You would die faster though. Like at least no. like yeah, it would hurt, but you die. But you wouldn't die from the lo- the goat licking your feet. No, you wouldn't. You would just be sitting there watching a goat lick your legs to the bone. 
feetless. <laughs> if I was ever getting tortured, no, I'm giving everything up. I would never be able to be a spy because I hate expected pain, which is funny because I get a million tattoos. But if I was getting tortured, that's that is where I cut out. I would kill myself at that point. I'll be like, hey, wait, can I see can I see that knife real quick? I'll stab myself in the throat, take myself out. If I was a spy and I got captured, all they have to do is put me in a 90 degree room and I'm folding. I'm folding so fast. I cannot do heat like at all. Put me outside in a Georgia summer. I'm folding immediately. I don't care. The way I would fold if they put me in like a, not even like a hot room, just like a little warm and then put (laughs) socks and tight leggings on me. I would have oh, a fucking yeah. conniption if I couldn't take them off immediately. Like, there's a reason uh-huh. I don't sleep in socks or I honestly don't really even wear leggings because they're just so constricting and it really fucks with me and I hate the feeling so much. That that yeah. would do it. Well, uh, all since I have OCD, all they have to do is put me in a shower full of hair. I'm folding. I'm folding so quick. Folding faster than the hot room. When they I can put you in a shower the- with a toilet bowl, just a toilet bowl lid in the shower with you, you're done. If they put the to- if they put anything in the, sh- I mean, no, but literally hair from someone's head. If it's in the shower, I'm freaking the fuck out. Like it sends like a chill through my body. So okay. yeah, being mentally ill, like they could make me fold quicker. I actually need to take my boost wrong at some point <laughs> during this call because <laughs> I forgot to take it. But um, I guess I have a, c- a couple of life updates. Yeah, because we missed you last week. Yeah, I was just super busy from moving and stuff like that, and then like building all this week. But we're recording on Monday the fifteenth. In case anybody was wondering, but oh, I did have a appointment with my psych today. I got double my dose of hydroxyzine, so maybe I'll actually fucking sleep because it's getting crazy. I got four hours of sleep last night. I'm not doing that. Yeah, well. if you don't sleep, it doesn't matter how good things are going in your life. You're going to want to kill somebody, including yeah. yourself. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, I moved to Philly. Um, the drive was fine. I only live like five hours away from my mom's place, but I actually have not told McConnell this story yet. She might have to bleep something because I don't know if I could get legally charged with anything for saying <laughs> what I'm about to say. Anyway, so yeah, the FBI asked. This is a hypothetical story. It didn't actually happen. Yeah, this is just made up. This was a dream. So in my dream, me and my mom were driving, and I didn't know where my uh, place was at because I haven't seen it in person. And you know, Philly streets are like super narrow, um, and they're all like kind of stacked like right on top of each other. So it's a little bit hard to figure out Mm -hmm. where you live at. So me and my mom are driving. We go through a fucking sinkhole, basically. Like this pothole was so big, it fit my entire tire in it. I thought my bumper was going to come off and there was nowhere to get around it because people were double parked on the side of the street. So yeah, I mean, I was good. So then we pull onto the street that we think is mine and I'm like, oh, there's a spot. I'm going to have to parallel park, but there is a spot. And it's like, we should park here because obviously we have to move all my stuff in and we want to get as close as possible. So it's like, cool. There's a spot open. I try to back into the spot. It's not happening. It's tight as fuck. So I was like, okay. And then this random guy from across the street who was smoking a blunt comes over and he's like, do you need help? And I was like, sure. And so he was trying to help me back into the space. Then he's like, actually, just let me do it. Okay. Yeah, just get in my car. Go ahead. Just in my car with all my belongings. So this man got in my car with my mom's purse in it. Her phone. Did, Did neither of you want to stay in the car with him while he was doing this? No? Okay. Gotcha. You know what? That's another option we could have done. Uh, yeah, maybe me and my mom really need help, like mental help or something. Um, yeah, so he gets in the car and Oreo is also in the car. My mom's purse is replaceable, but Oreo is not. So I let this Oreo. man take charge of Oreo's life. And put a lot of trust in this man. Yeah. Thankfully, he does not drive away. But as he's backing into the space, he hits a Range Rover behind us. <gasps> that wasn't your fault, though was not my fault in my dream um and right thankfully the range rover did not have any damage on it so i didn't leave a note <laughs> because so you didn't actually hit it if it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it did it actually yeah. fall well then he, if, hit, he hit the range rover he hit it again he hit it again uh so then uh but he did get it in the spot um 
but thankfully no damage done on the Range Rover. But I said, you're brave for having a Range Rover in Philly. Like you're brave True. because everybody's, you know everybody's that. No one, yeah. no one told you to have a expensive car in a place with the tightest parking. And then, ever. yeah. And then parking on the side of the street. Come on. So, uh, he does end up parking it. And he said that was a South side Philly bump. Those were his words yeah. when he hit the car. South side I feel like that's yeah. common. I like, oh, if there's yeah. no damage, you didn't actually hit it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, but even if there's a little scratch, who cares? <laughs> Unless you drive like a Porsche or something. Like if there's a scratch on my car, I don't give a fuck. I didn't care about my car at all. No, I don't give a shit about my car. I mean, I, I give don't. a shit about my car, but you know what I mean. Like if it has a little scra- a little scrape or a little bump, I don't care. It's got a few yeah. scrapes and bumps. Let's as be long honest. as I have on my taillights and my headlights and my mirrors, yeah. I don't care. So exactly. yeah, then we find out that my apartment, not my apartment, but my place is actually two blocks away. <laughs> So all of this could have been avoided if we would have just drove. So then we get to my place. Guess what? Three spots open right in front of my place that I just pull into. I'd kill myself on the spot. Awesome. So yeah, that was my move-in experience. And um, yeah, then me and my mom just went to Target and stuff like that. I've just been building. Also, do not order furniture from Amazon because they are ghetto as hell and none of these fucking pieces fit. Oreo's cat tower is not put together right because the pieces didn't fit. My dresser, this big ass dresser over here, not put together right. I can't pull out half of the drawers. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, the chair that I'm sitting in is um, from Amazon. It's missing three screws. So if it falls, it falls. But it's st- it's stable enough. It's not my fault that they didn't drill everything correctly for it to line up. But you know what? It's it's doing the job. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, this dresser, uh, nothing lined up. Not one single piece lined up. And I was like, great, awesome. But I think Amazon is going to send me a cease and desist order for how much I've ordered from there since I moved. Because when I moved, I literally only had the clothes, my, my shoes, and like my makeup. That's literally all I had. So I had to order everything from Amazon. And it's so convenient. I spent at least a hundred dollars at Amazon a week. I spent at least like, over a thousand. I, well, my issue, well, I if I deleted the app from my phone, I could definitely save myself a lot of money for it to just not be so easily accessible. But it's just also so easy to get anything and everything. I wish I could get like vapes <laughs> from. I've tried so hard because there have been so many times where, like, I just don't want to go to the shop even though it's like five seconds down the road i'm just a lazy piece of shit i've tried to i well i have go puffed vapes before but the ones on go puff are just yeah well um i went to the vape store yesterday and um got catcalled this guy on a bike said ayo you got an instagram no i'm just gonna start barking at them oh my god immediately (laughs) immediately and say hey hey pretty girl what's your number look at this costume that i want to order so i can ride the bus so that no one speaks to me i have to seem more mentally ill than everyone else on the bus and i feel like this really <laughs> this is a costume i want to order so you're gonna be like a, a rat furry. it's a rat <laughs> and i'll just okay. crawl to class in my rat costume so no one speaks to me no but that's the thing like yes you're in a disgusting like Chuck E. cheese rat costume but i would i would actually piss myself the day that you wear it and then an actual furry comes up to you and it's like, <laughs> hey, little mama. i feel like guys like if i didn't wear it but i'm wearing the the hat so no one can see who i am i'll just go <laughs> and skitter off <laughs> Just have to be a little bit more like more weird than them. But so then today I uh, had to go to class. So I'm starting my PhD. I think everybody knows that it's in micro and immuno if anybody's being nosy. Oh, okay. So I don't have my ID, my university ID to ride the shuttle. So I have to drive until I can get that. I can't get that until all of my immunizations are uploaded. But then they came back and they were like, you need a second chicken pox shot, which in case anyone was on, uh, wondering, if you were born before 2007, you probably don't have a second chickenpox vaccine, most likely, unless you like recently got another one, because back then they didn't require you to have two. 
You want to know why? You know why they didn't require it? Because chicken pox is basically eradicated. And now all these motherfucking moms that don't want to vaccinate their children but instead give them, like, saline solution, all the chicken pox is coming back. basically. And uh, so then I – today I was like, okay, well, let me make an appointment. Let me Uber to the Walgreens so I'm not driving because my street is, like, only made for a carriage and buggy. So parallel parking here is a bitch. So I was like, I'm not moving my car after I parallel parked earlier. So I over to the Walgreens. I go in there. I'm like, hey, I made an appointment for a chicken pox vaccine. He was like, we don't take your insurance. So it's going to be $178. Yeah. I said, "Um, I'd rather get chicken pox. So I left because I was like, well, that was a waste of $18. So I'm going to have to go to CVS or something to get it. But yeah, so I had to drive to class this morning. And it was supposed to be cute. It's supposed to be a nine minute drive. It turned into a 30 minute drive because I got lost in center city in case anyone knows or has been to philly so i got lost and then i was five minutes late to class that was embarrassing because the class was full um and then when i got there i had to finesse my way into the building because i don't have an id i had to ask her for a mask because i also didn't have a mask for some reason they only had one elevator working for 19 floors yeah yeah I said, wow, I love this school. Love it. Other updates is me and McConnell are going to see Pierce the Veil. Oh, and Elena. You guys know Elena. And Elena. And Elena. And Ryan, you know, Mm -hmm. our number one fan. So we're all going to go see Pierce the Veil. And I'm actually wearing a wig that I got for the concert. I bought it as a joke because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's $13 on Amazon. It's kind of cute. If I wear it, I wear it. If I don't, I don't. It's a fucking look. So I will be wearing this maybe to the concert. We'll see, honestly, because I want to I'd have to secure it because I'm going to be hanging, yeah. you know, and then. um, Yeah. Do you want to hear the fucking bullshit? OK, so obviously, yes. So we're going to Pierce the Vale in Philly in November. And so and I live in Charlotte. So me and Ryan are flying, which, you know, tickets are I think we got a ticket for like three something. It's like kind of close to 400, which. Not, like, the worst with, like, everything else we were seeing, especially, like, with what's happening with flights and everything. But Armani and I had already planned to uh, spend our birthdays together for the first time. And Yeah, I haven't seen McConaughey in so long, so I'm super excited. Hopefully, McConaughey's not too crazy when she's drunk because I'm already inviting two other crazy people. Eh, I'm okay now. We'll see. Um, Yeah, so we're going to celebrate 25 together, which is so weird to even say and so in order to you know not buy two four hundred dollar tickets to philly back to back i texted my dear parents and i was like hey you know i don't know like if you guys were planning like i don't know if you guys had an idea of what you were gonna be for my birthday and christmas because we usually just like combine stuff like last year my combined because december birthday you know my combined birthday and christmas was an ipad so thanks um and so this year i was like hey like instead of just like buying me like a present or something can you guys just go ahead and like buy me a plane ticket to go see armani for my birthday my mother is just a very very interesting woman um i'm gonna give a little backstory so both of my parents are very conservative um and so you know back in you know summer 2020 when like blm started and everything I tried to explain to them, you know, what white privilege is and how, you know, my dad especially had, you know, had white privilege. Of course, I had to go into the whole like white privilege isn't wealth privilege and everything. My mom tries to snipe in, but she's Korean, 100% Korean. So, so after I sent the little text saying like, hi, like, and it was just like, you know, a question. They could have been like, no, pick something else. I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. My mom says, if you remember that you wanted to not live a life as a quote-unquote white privilege, however, you're asking us to pay for your trip, and that goes against the lifestyle you chose. So we want to remind you that you chose to live with no white privilege, and therefore we cannot pay for your trip to Philly. The way I literally said you're fucking insane and blocked her. <laughs> Your mom is absolutely batshit crazy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? My mom about? should write for SNL. She should. My, 
like she what but the thing is is she would try to come in with like a trump perspective and then everything she would write would just be fucking hilarious yeah and they'd be like oh my god this woman is amazing but those are just like that's her actual brain she's just that fucking dense i guess wait we need to talk about how president trump oh my god why did i just call him president trump sorry freudian slip Anyways, President that, Trump, come back. We need you. No, that's President Trump. <laughs> oh, his house got raided in Florida. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? And apparently he, he had he was like selling nuclear things or whatever to like, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but he could be like arrested. I said, lock him up. Lock him up. Oh, trust me. You know, I've been talking to my dad about this. He banned me from calling him about it he didn't say anything about texting so i'm still texting him about it um i thought that my dad would immediately like agree considering you know everything that happened with hillary it started because i sent that tweet that was like hillary should just go on msnbc and laugh for 10 minutes and i also sent him like the statement from the NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, mm-hmm. stating that, like, per the Presidential Records Act, you know, when someone is no longer president, all of their presidential documents get sorted through and ev- everything, unless it's, you know, just absolutely not necessary, gets archived and sent to the archives. The president is not allowed to keep his documents that he had while he was president. They all go to the archives. Um, And it's really funny, too, because after everything that happened with Hillary, Trump, I think it was like 2017 and 2018, signed another thing for the, like, how to handle classified documents in the government. Mm -hmm. And he actually raised the requirement from it being like a misdemeanor to a felony and then also from a minimum sentence of one year to five years. And it's just funny because all of this stuff is just coming back to bite him in the ass because he is also breaking the law. Yeah. And I asked my dad because my dad used to work in D.C. I My dad's in the Coast Guard. I don't know what he did when he was in D.C. I just know it had to do with, like, intelligence and cybersecurity. And they have found out as of – well, I don't know if it was this morning, but I saw it on the news this morning that it wasn't just classified documents he had. There's actually levels above classified that you oh. have to have certain clearances for. Oh. So some of them were SCI level. I don't know what that acronym is. It's, it's long. But I know my dad had had experience working with SCI documents. And basically, when you're working with those, you have to be in a special room. You have to have another person with you. Like, like it's all very, very official. Yeah. So I said, I said, so when you were done with your super secret Washington, D.C. stuff, did you also bring a box of SCI level documents mm-hmm. home with you? Or, or would that have been a crime? I was like, I'm just trying to understand, you know, how all this government stuff works from someone who has experience. Yeah. And he was like, well, so did Hillary. And I was like, Okay, correct. Yeah. So we can agree Hillary cr- committed a crime. And because Hillary committed a crime on these lines, Trump is also committing crimes. Right? And he just said, well, we'll just see how things play out. Checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad. Whatever you say. Like, okay. they All the Republicans are just constantly going to throw random things like saying that he unclassified them no matter what you weren't allowed to take them home i don't care what level they are the presidential records act says that they go to the nara period everything after that you know are like additional charges but because of like what it because like the sci level materials are like nuclear stuff terrorism things so like that's just worse but Taking documents, period, is against the P- Presidential Records Act. Yeah. So you're going to prison. You're not going to jail. You're going to prison. Um, that's what I hope for him. I really do. Um, also, I do want to mention, uh, if anyone has ever experienced, if you or a loved one has experienced sciatica, 
please comment on the Instagram. We got our first hate comment. Did you talk about it in the last episode? No, we didn't, but we did get our first hate comment. Yeah, McCann deleted it and I put the comment back. I did delete it just because I was like. No, because I wanted to fight. Like, I'm a fighter. Mm, I'm a fighter. See, Armani's the fighter and I'm the lover. So I'm just going to keep our PR good. I'm the PR person. I got to hold Armani back why, sometimes. And that's why I don't do nothing on the Instagram. Because if I saw that first, I wouldn't even have texted you. I would have. Oh, wait, no, I called you. I called you. I was driving. And yeah, I was you trying called to me because you did see it first. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did clap back, but then, you know, I was like, wait, let me be the bigger person. And I deleted it. I'll tell you what I said. Cause I thought it was funny. So this was for our religious religion episodes. And she said something like, um, well, first of all, you can tell that she didn't even listen to the episode. She only saw the <laughs> memes, which I understand it's just seeing the memes from, you know, being a super Christian person. She also had like findjesus.com in her bio that just tells you anything that tells me everything i need to know she's like this is so ignorant like you guys like don't know what you're talking about and i just commented back i said uh the lord just spoke to me and he told me to do 10 hail marys and go have some gay sex so it was funny, but then I deleted it because I'm trying to be a bigger person. Let me not no. let us not get into like a huge internet fight with some fucking Christians. I'm good. I got better things to do with my life. No, because I was about to say, why don't you go listen to the episode Ugly? <laughs> That's what I wanted to right, say. Right, because it's not like we're just over here being like fuck Christians. We right. were we had nuance and we were we were talking about different things. But bitches hate I, nuance. Go listen to it. Truly hate nuance. Bitches hate nuance. I'm gonna get that shit tattooed on my fucking forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about nuance, that kind of goes into you know what we're talking about today. Um, so while Armani has been hard at work with her new PhD program and moving and such, I did some research on some uh, lesbians from history, um, mm-hmm. and I want to say. Historians, I think, I mean, white male historians hate nuance because one of the sources I found was from the British Museum. So, first of all, fuck the British Museum because they (laughs) have stolen how much. Um, But I know for one of the pair of lesbians that I'm going to talk about, they were like, while they escaped their family home from persecution of homosexuality and lived together their entire lives, we have no proof that they were actually lesbians. They may have just been great friends. Like, come mm. on. Not the great friend. <laughs> Not the great friends. Oh, my God. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and hop into the conversations. I'll go ahead and start with the ladies of Langolan. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but this is who the British Museum was talking about. So the ladies of Langolan are Eleanor Butler and Sarah Ponsby. They were two upper class Irish women. Um, And so pretty much because of the relationship they had, and of course, Ireland, this was in the 18th century was i mean ireland's very catholic but of course you know back in the day it's just even more catholic (laughs) while women you know did spend a great deal of time in each other's company at this time and all had like strong intense relationships i feel like that definitely goes into the separation of women and men in these in the in the past Mm -hmm. and everything they uh, you know again ran away from ireland because of the persecution they were facing from like their family and they ended up going to north wales um and i guess it women sex between women was illegal in ireland but it was not illegal in north wales My thing is, how, how how do they know that you won't be coochies <laughs> how do they know i feel like that- why in a lot of places because still in north wales sex between men and sodomy was illegal um which i mean still you could never know but i think because it was so normal for women to be kind of just like by themselves together and have those like intense relationships just as friends nothing was thought of if 
they were actually gay together. But then with men, you know, different standards, how you were supposed to hang out with men, things like that. So, I again, I don't understand how, you know, they didn't understand it. They were saying it's impossible to find conclusive proof whether the relationship between Eleanor Butler and Sarah Ponsby was sexual or not. But there's abundant evidence that it was loving. Um, they, was they lived their entire lives out together. They owned a home together that they lived in until they died. Sweetie, they were scissoring every day. They were. The English and gender studies professor Nicole Reynolds says it quite directly. She like completely goes against what the British Museum says. She says this form of female same-sex intimacy was very popular and pervasive in the 18th century. Um, Ooh, and like with that, that just like how I was saying earlier, you know, just like women being having like passionate friendships, mm, I guess. Okay. Which I didn't do any research on this, but that makes me think about, I can't remember who the person who said this was, um, but they pretty much say that there's like a lesbian spectrum and any female relationship is on that spectrum. So like friendships between women are still on the lesbian friend like spectrum. I'll have to find like who said that. Um but that's what that makes me think of. Like, even friendships are on the lesbian spectrum. I think this also goes into it, you know, since it was popular and, you know, women were able to be around each other like that, unlike men were. Yeah. Um, she says, you know, it created the space for expression of sexual identity that, you know, in turn became lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Um Reynolds also says that they created a public myth about themselves um, that they tried really hard to control. Um, So anything about them, they didn't like having their portraits taken. Um, And so since they were just like really private and secretive, that makes me think that they were gay again. Throughout their lives, they had a bunch of dogs. Um, You know, just they got a dog. Once that dog died, they got another dog. Every single one of those dogs' name was Sappho. (laughs) Not that like cool. It's literally right there in black, black and, and white. white baby. They named their dog Sappho. Come on, it's hiding in plain sight. Right. Come on. on now. But now that I think about it, after you said that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like men aren't really like they don't really have. I mean, like men, like you know, like those are their boys, their bros, or whatever. But they don't have the same like intensity mm-hmm. of friendship. I think that women are allowed to have. If that makes any sense, because mm-hmm. I feel like it goes into I know Daniel Sauce talks about this in his stand up X. I'm gonna talk about him all the time. You do, you love that man. I do. Um, but he was talking about how he really envies women with like how we go to the bathrooms together, you know, like, yeah. and he was yeah. saying that he would try to get his friends to go to the bathroom with him, and all of them would be like, fuck it, no. And then finally, he got one guy to say yes. And he was like, wait, really? And he was like, yeah, like, I'll come to, you know, the loo with you. And then they got into the bathroom and the guy was like, so? And he was like, yeah, you know, you just stand there while I pee. That's how it works. You know, that's what the girls do. Um, And he was like, dude, I'm not here to watch you pee. I'm here for Coke. Where's the Coke? (laughs) He only went to the bathroom with them because he thought he had Coke. The way that women are, we know drunk girls in the bathroom are like, oh my god, you're the hottest thing ever. I will literally lick your clit right now. You're so fucking hot. And like guys are like, dude, that was a really nice thing you said to me. No homo. I, to my, to my dismay, I have not had a girl walk up to me in the bathroom and say, I want to lick your clit. But I will, you guys will be the first to know <laughs> when it happens. You guys will be- I mean, I haven't either. That was more of like a hyperbole, but. I also don't think I've ever hooked up with somebody in the bed. Oh, that's a lie. Oh, I have. I made out with, that's a, that's a story for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So Armani and I are going to do a story about our like <laughs> fun sex stories on the Patreon until I guess we get bigger and people care more. <laughs> But you can hear about my bathroom fucking story on the Patreon. And you can hear about how I almost broke up a friendship. <laughs> Lovely. 
<laughs> okay, back to the ladies of Lagolan. Um, another thing that really confused me is like their diary entries. So another famous lesbian, I'm not going to talk about her just because I feel like she's really well known and there's a TV show about her and Lister. So there's a show on HBO called Gentleman Jack that talks about her life. Um, and so Ann Lister was just like a really wealthy property owner and she was a lesbian and she kept like extensive diaries about her life. And a lot of it was written in code, you know, when she was talking about women. Um, so if you guys are interested about her, I would definitely recommend watching Gentleman Jack. It's a really good show. Um, and it's historically accurate considering we have her diary entries to go off of. Do you think that she want the, she wanted those diary entries leaked? I mean, probably not considering the fact that she wrote a lot of it in code. She expected it to be, you know, famous and Lister had also visited them a few times in their home they were visited by like a few like a lot of different famous people just because part of their like i don't know scheme was like they made their house into like this huge icon in a way and so like a lot of people would visit them and it was kind of like they were just like the homemakers you know everyone thought they just took a sacrament and were living together because that was really common for women to just live as companions um for example, Anne Lister and her wife, since they couldn't get legitimately married, they took the sacrament together, which just means mm -hmm. it's like what like nuns take, you know, you're not going to yeah. ever marry or bear children. And like, then they yeah. change wedding bands. Very cute. It's in the film. Um, so yeah, Anne Lister visited Eleanor and Sarah. So that's just another thing. Mm -hmm. Famous lesbian visiting other famous lesbians. There we go. Eleanor also had a diary where she refers to Sarah many times as her beloved, Aww, which I just think is adorable. It confuses me how, like, the British Museum saw nothing there, but all of the lesbians and WLWs out there can see it in plain sight. Something that, obviously, I've noticed. I can't remember if I've already said this before, but, like, girls can send me stuff like, oh, I want to cuddle. What's another thing? Like... I miss you stuff like that like they can say stuff like that does not cringe me out whatsoever I, especially if it's a it's not like it can it's not like to a clingy level like obviously I still don't like want someone who's like super clingy but like to a certain extent I can accept it but like if a man said that I would be out the door like literally do not text me that ever again like I used to ghost men for texting me good morning <laughs> <laughs> one time Armani was like why does this man have like the audacity? And I was like, what did he say? And she was like, How did I not know that I was, was. A, that I was a lesbian like sooner? I genuinely have no idea. Like, why was I questioning it for so long? My favorite thing to do is make men cry. Uh, why I did I think I was attracted to I was not I was not trying to make them cry. I just wanted them to actually leave me alone. I was like, where are the avoidant attachment men at? Because I couldn't seem to find them. They like actually hated me. They like actually hate, thought I was a piece of shit. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. Well, now we're in a better place. And that is the land of the lesbians. So. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to move on to another one that I found, who is Gladys Bentley. Um, honestly, I feel like a lot of people will recognize Gladys Bentley. Um, she was a famous musician. She was like a great blues singer during the Harlem Renaissance. Um, she was the one that always wore the top hats. So I don't know if you've like seen like photos of the Harlem Renaissance or anything, but she was always the singer that was in like the top hats and the suits. So she was like very, very like openly gay, which I respect her so much for that, considering this is in the 1930s. Um, she's actually from Philly. She moved to New York from Philly during the Harlem Renaissance. Um, yeah. And I think it's amazing because she was uh, like known for singing really dirty songs. Um, and so exactly. Um, like she would sing songs about like anal sex, like just like being gay, just a lot of different things. Like they said they called, they were called ribald songs. So she would just take like popular songs and then put like the most filthy lyrics in there. <laughs> First one, 
Cupcake came out as a virgin. I said, there's no way. Well, I think that's a flex. If it, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's true, but like, that's a flex to be, have like songs that, you can make dirty songs without ever having sex. I want to eat your dick. I do, but I can't fuck with my nails. So I'm going to pick it up with chopsticks. There we go. Remix. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, I was going to say, I when I saw that, I remember they had one of her songs playing over the TikTok that I saw. I don't remember what lyric it was, but she said something about like doing something to a dick. And I was like, if she had had sex, she would know no one would want that. So I was like, mm, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe she's right. Like she hasn't. Maybe she hasn't had sex. Go, go get some coochie. Go get some. Maybe that's why she can make her song sound like the sex is so good because she's never that's actually had sex. With yeah, like girl, that's not realistic <laughs> whatsoever. Maybe if it was about uh, lesbian sex, and maybe that's what was like that TikTok that I made the other day with um, freaky super freak, um, <laughs> super. Because, like, I can't sing that song and sit here. Like, I can't. The lyrics are not made for lesbians. Because I feel like with a lot of other songs, especially songs about sex, since a majority of them come from men, they're talking about women. And it's like, yeah, I can vibe to this. You know, I, I get it. Women are hot. Love Megan. Love Nikki. To the ends of the earth. Support them forever can't relate to like gobbling a dick or anything not not on my well, some list. people suck the strap so maybe they can i was about to say i'd never suck the strap but i also don't wear the strap so i wouldn't be the one sucking it to begin with no you do wear the strap. No, you do you do wear the strap you mean not that you don't That's no you I said, said i don't wear it oh no i do wear the strap so i wouldn't be the one sucking it which I also don't know how it would feel if someone was. Like, that wouldn't do anything for me at all. I guess it's more of a domination thing. Like, obviously, you're not getting any feeling out of it. But it's more of, like, I think more in the dom, like, sub category. And I will not be commenting. Armani, have you sucked a strap? Next question, please. I'm only here so I don't get by. I'm going to take that as a guess. We'll move on. All right. Uh, so continuing with Gladys Bentley. That that story is that story is for the Patreon. So subscribe to the. <laughs> All right, we'll start. We'll keep talking about Gladys Bentley just because you know she was a badass. She publicly married a woman in 1931, which I truly don't understand how she did that because they the sources that like I found like didn't the one that one of them was like. She married a woman publicly in 1931. Enough said. What do you mean enough said? Like, yes, enough said she's a badass right. woman. Did she get did she get arrested? What, what happened to our queen? Right. No, she you know, she was just constantly reinventing herself. She was really influential with the Harlem Renaissance. And then she eventually moved to California where, you know, she could continue to record music, but it was much more toned down than it was when she was being, you know, super vulgar in New York. But, mm -hmm. you know, once the 1950s came around, everything that she was doing in like the Roaring Twenties and the Harlem's Renaissance, like all the vulgar things that she was doing, all the songs, it was just a complete change once the 1950s hit considering like how conservative everything became yeah. you know like nuclear families all of that anyone identifying as lesbian or gay was like a national menace they had you up there with like being a communist so she eventually kind of abandoned like her kind of like open career mm -hmm. then just kind of tried to restart her career as more of just a traditional black woman performer um i think one of the things that she really had to change about herself was the fact that she, the way that she did dress because again she wore top hats she wore these suits um and so she was incredibly masculine mm -hmm. and i just think you know in the 1950s since they were so conservative she just had to change right. but i'm glad that you know even despite any changes she had to make, you know, we're still going to remember her as like a gender outlaw. Um, 
just because of all the things that she did. So I thought she was really cool. And then the other person that I wanted to talk about is Natalie Clifford Barney. So she lived from 1976 to 1972. um, And she comes from a wealthy railway pioneer family. Um, So even though she she was born in Ohio, but then she eventually moved to Paris. And she realized she was a lesbian um, by the age of 12. I thought she was really, really cool, too, because she rejected monogamy. So she was a polyamorous queen. We love to see it. We truly do. And I think she started, I mean, you know, this is just like a joke, but she definitely started the trend of just remaining friends with your exes because she remained friends with every (gasps) single one of her exes. Makana, wait, wait. We forgot to talk about the most important thing. Have you been keeping up with Sedona and Riley? Oh my God. I cannot believe we forgot to talk about this. So you saw, so you saw everything that happened. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, but why the fuck is Sedona always up on that damn app saying, oh my God, sorry. I've been crying for like four fucking days. That's why my eyes are so puffy. Like no one feels bad for you, bitch. No one. No, when I saw that video, I honestly got thrown back into my last relationship where she, because that's what she looks like when she's crying. And I'm like, bitch, I know you're lying right now. I knew something was up. Like I knew something was fishy because the breakup didn't make any sense to me because I was like, how do you guys move in together? And then within a month you're breaking up. Like when people are like, oh, we grew apart. That's a lie. Tell us actually what happened. Tell us what happened. Because what does that mean? What do you mean you grow apart? If you're like, at the, well, first of all, they had been together for a really long time. By two yeah, years, like two I think. years by the time. Oh, no, a year and a half. Something like that. Anyway, they had been together for a while mm-hmm. by the point they moved in together. And so they had already been long distance, right? Yeah. So, like, obviously, it had to be strong. So the, the notion that you grew apart after you moved in together, come up with something better. Come on. If it had been a couple that was, like, together, like, in the same place for two years, it would make a little bit more sense. But having a long-distance relationship is hard. And so, like, I feel like if you grow apart once you're together, it's it just it's just a little fishy. I don't buy it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I'm nosy and I'm messy. I want to know why y'all broke up. Like, I need to know. Don't get me started on Soap and Avery. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. We're going to get back to them. But... So then Sedona was in the comments talking about when people were suspecting that Sedona cheated, she was like, me and Riley are like laughing at these rumors. I was like, Riley held her tongue better than I ever could because I wish a bitch would be like, we're laughing at these rumors, bitch, but they're true. And I saw someone's comment that was like, Riley's like got like so much, what is it, like patience or something. Yeah, and I was like, that's me and Armani when we talk because Armani's like, killer! And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like wait a little bit and see what happens. I I think I'm too, uh, what's the word? I'm very hot-headed to start. I sent Armani a screenshot the other day and she was like, why didn't you call her a cunt immediately? No, exactly what I said. I told Makana that she should have texted this person back and said the word cunt was made for you. That's what I said. <laughs> But Makana is t- too nice of a person because I don't, I don't care about hurting someone's feelings. But uh, yeah, no one's ever told me I'm too nice. Don't don't know what that. Means. No, I'm too nice and it bites me in the ass almost every time. I mean, I'm not gonna get played a fool like I have in the past. Well, so it's not gonna bite I, me that fucking I hard. Get played but... I'm not even nice, so I don't think we win. Neither of us win. But. Yeah, but so if you guys don't know who Sedona and Riley are, we literally just started talking about them. We didn't even—they're basically just this couple. Sedona is a very famous like college basketball player at the University of Oregon, and Riley was her girlfriend. And there was like I don't know—the relationship was always weird to me because Riley's like literally almost a dwarf, like can, could be considered dwarfism because she's, yeah, she's like four, five eight, eleven or four eleven, and then no, Sedona's I think she's like, like four nine. She's even—I she, don't think she's four eleven. She's shorter than that, but. And Sedona's like fucking six seven or something crazy. So of yeah. course the height difference is just weird. And then every time they took a picture together where like their height was shown, it was just very it was right, very weird. like anyone who dates Sedona that's not a, another basketball player or above six foot, it's gonna look a little odd. But then the fact that Riley was even shorter made it like just 
so much more. And can we talk about how much hotter Riley is than Sedona? I don't give a fuck if you're a D1 basketball player. That doesn't make you hotter. I also have never found Sedona attractive. Like, she just gives me the ick. She's always giving me the ick. I've never liked her. There's always been something about her. Riley, I don't really have an opinion on. Like, I think she seems like a sweet girl. Like, cool. Yeah, because I feel like Sedona was more in, like, the spotlight and, like, everyone was talking about. And then Riley was kind of, like, not. And so that's I don't think Riley had a bunch of followers or anything before they even, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think she had a big following that – Basically, they um, broke up after a year and a half, and they said it was because they grew apart, as you guys heard. And then um, people were suspecting there was always been these cheating rumors about Sedona, especially since she's a D1 basketball player at University of Oregon. Then I think what the next thing that happened was Sedona posted a Snapchat that was like, tired of getting, like, wasting my time, money, and blah, blah, blah on these girls. So then everybody was like, are you talking about Riley? So then something happened riley commented on a video of somebody saying like did sedona cheat on you and riley was like yes and probably because she was fed the fuck up because i would be too yeah yeah i would be pissed if i saw that so then because that's like i'm nice but then after all the shit that my ex pulled i became very not nice because i was like i'm you can only be nice and keep a level head for so much if someone keeps pushing you then you're like fuck it like you're not going to be a bigger person. Why you're should not gonna, I? You're not going to play the victim when you're no. not the victim. And Sedona loves to play the victim because every time she gets up on that screen talking about, I've been crying for so long. Shut <sighs> up, bitch. Nobody cares. And so then uh, so Riley says, confirms that, yes, Sedona had cheated on her twice. I'm pretty sure is what she said in this comment mm-hmm. section. So then the internet goes crazy. So then Sedona posts a Snapchat of her going, I've been, my eyes are so puffy because I've been crying for like three days. But she confirms that she cheated on Riley and she was like, no, like there's no excuse. Like I'm just sick in the head and blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, and then we worked, we worked on things. We got back together and then we were on a break and I slept with somebody else, which I don't count as cheating. I don't see that as cheating. And I'm like, but then why would you guys go on a break? That's why breaks don't make any sense. Like, I feel like there needs to be a fine line. Like, we're either together or we aren't because when you're on a break, it almost is like, Oh, we're probably going to get back together. But is that considered cheating? I don't know. Right. Like I think you can take a break, but you have to like define what yes. it is. Cause well also like, it's like, if you're going to break up, break up. And then if you're going to get back together, get back together. The break just, I think it opens up too much of the, that gray area. That's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I Technically, I could cheat on you, but it's not cheating because we were on a break. Yes, exactly. So that's what she said. And then she said that Riley, like, like started talking to a girl or or talk. She didn't say a girl, but I, so I don't know if it's a guy. But she found out that Riley was talking to this person. She said that Riley cheated on her. Like, emo- I don't know exactly what happened, but she was saying that Riley did it too. And she forgave Riley since Riley forgave her. And then... After they broke up, she found out that Riley was hanging out with this person, and that's why she posted the Snapchat. And I was like... But she also deleted it, like, so fast. I don't know why Sedona does that. She'll post these videos that she knows are getting screen recorded the second people see it. Yeah. So I feel like she just does it for attention. That's why she deletes it, because she's like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, you know. To stir it up more, the fact that she deleted it. Mm -hmm. Her people be like, oh my god, there's something here. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely live for this mess. The second. Oh, yeah. Is, I love Emma. Yeah, Sophie and Avery. Yeah. Cannot believe that they broke up. Like, I was seriously in shock when they broke up. Um, And I guess they broke up for the same reasons, right? Like, they just said, like, their relationship wasn't working or something like yeah. that. Well, it's the lesbian curse, first of all. Yeah. Have you heard but of yeah, that? Yeah, there's a lesbian. Yes. Because Alyssa and Sam also broke up, which I don't really know who they are, but I heard about them. I told you about them because I have followed Alyssa on Instagram for so long and they're so cute. I don't follow Sam. I have, I just like never followed Sam, but I always followed Alyssa. And I just know that she posted something on, she has a TikTok, but I followed her mostly on Instagram and she posted something on her Instagram just saying, like, yes, Sam and I broke up. I want my space, X, Y, and Z. She had deleted all of their pictures. 
Well, it was a bad breakup. It was bad. Well, bad also, after they broke up, she all of her Instagram stories were like those inspirational posts that were like, you deserve better. Like, if someone was draining you, like, that doesn't mean they're right for you. Like, someone will come around and love you for who you are. All of – she was down bad. I remember you texted me about that. And let me tell you all something. When I go through a breakup, I am suffering in silence. I'm not posting anything on social media. Not saying it's not it's wrong to like post inspirational stuff on social media, but like I just like to sell up. Like that she yeah. had like the tiny, tiny little Instagram story things where she had like forty five stories up and it was all Damn, girl. different. Like Okay, just post one and move on. That's what everybody else does. Come on now. Forty five. Yeah, so the Soph and Avery thing, the what it gets spicy because now Jojo Siwa is in the mix, mm-hmm. which Jojo Siwa gives me the biggest ache of my life. And she scares me and she looks like she bites. Her and Avery started hanging out and everybody was like, oh, that's weird because they went to Disneyland and apparently Jojo takes all her little girls to uh, Disneyland and then, or Disney World, I don't care which one. And then- If I me to Disney World on a date, I would literally punch her. I'd be like, I'm not dating a Disney adult. Bye. Neither am I. Like Jojo, Jojo is- the ideal Disney adult, but then they posted a mukbang together mm-hmm. and someone noticed that. So Avery had eaten a blue cupcake or something. And the next clip, there was blue icing on the side of Jojo's cheek, which mm-hmm. made it look like she probably kissed her cheek. And yeah, I, I, I live for this mess. And people are like, Oh my God, like stay out of people's personal lives. Well, they made it public. So I'm in it right like okay yes i do understand you know mind it i love to mind my own business i also love to not mind my own business i love i actually hate minding my own business i I love love drama i love drama of other people who are openly posting and like celebrities you yeah you can't do wrong to a celebrity because yes celebrities can have the same problem as us poor people but at the end of the day they got money to fix it so don't feel bad don't feel bad they do yeah I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent about these lesbian breakups because I felt like it was absolutely imperative that we did discuss this today. So it now, truly we may was. Continue. I'm glad we brought it up because we should have started with that. I, I'm excited to see. Well, I asked my friend who has a lesbian TikTok when I first saw everything. I was like, what is going on? Like, why are all these famous couples breaking up? I was really upset about Alyssa Sam. She was like, well, it's the lesbian curse. And I was like, what the fuck is the right. lesbian curse? Every August, I think August is like anti-lesbian month because it's okay, starting. I will not date anybody in the month of August. Then I told her I was like, we should all the lesbians should move to France, considering they have that like each August is basically just a vacation, and so every lesbian yeah. can just take a vacation from their relationships and not have the lesbian curse. Don't speak to each other. Don't speak to each other. But she told me she was like, yeah. So every August, lesbians have issues, and I was like holy shit she was like yeah me and my girlfriend like have had issues every august or broken up and i was like wait i had a breakup last year in august and i had another breakup in august <gasps> that's true it's august like it that is what it is um so august hates lesbians but so don't, i'm not gonna date anybody in august that's what mm, i'm hearing no okay so after that little uh lesbian drama hiatus we're gonna get back to natalie clifford barney so again you know where we left off stayed close friends with a majority of her ex-girlfriends so again the mother of lesbians being friends with all of their exes so i guess the mother of the lesbian web because every lesbian has dated everyone or is friends with someone yeah Yeah. it was also cool because she owns like a bunch of salons I couldn't find exactly what these salons were. I'm guessing they're kind of like bars, just hangout spots, because a lot of artists, other lesbians, and writers, including male poets, would join the salons. But since this was, you know, in the ni- 1900s, she was an open, she was openly anti-fascist between before world war ii but then she got stuck in italy when hitler took over and yeah so because of that she kind of had to like hide her identity and like toe the line so she did write several anti-semitic and pro-fascist pieces 
even though she was able to avoid actually publishing them, but she wrote them, you know, kind of keep herself secret, which Mm kind of sucks because a lot of like today's historians and writers have tried to use those pieces that she wrote to frame her as anti-Semitic. But at the same time, like, Mm-hmm. Since she was an American citizen, being born in Ohio and then moving to France, when she was able to escape, she was able to save a majority of her neighbors as well. So it's like, yes, you could try to frame her as anti-Semitic because of the writing she did. But like, let's talk about her actions. She saved a bunch of people and she was also, prior to the war, openly anti-fascist. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sad along with that is even despite her legacy and what she contributed to feminism and lesbians um when the second wave of feminism came around they kind of just thought of her as like a relic and she kind of got neglected and left behind even though she had kind of paved the way for these other lesbians but uh there is a plaque in dayton ohio which i was surprised considering it's ohio but it honors their unconventional daughter um, and the first in the state's history to note the sex- sexuality of the person it commemorated. So or mm-hmm. yeah, to the, pl- the plaque for Natalie Barney is the only or is the first one in Ohio state history to actually say that she's a lesbian on there. She had a really like she had really cool quotes as well. So I listed a few of them that I wanted to point out. The first one, she said, eternity, waste of time, which I feel like resonates with us considering we were talking about how we could never be alive forever because why? Like literally, I would go, like, no, like take actually me. take me away, exactly. like take me off. I, I would off I myself, would quite Natalie. frankly, if I could. She also said, albinos aren't reproached for having pink eyes and whitish hair. Why should they hold it against me for being a lesbian? It's a question of nature. My queerness isn't a vice. It isn't deliberate and harms no one, which is something that a lot of people today need to realize. <clears throat> GOP. But and then two other ones that they don't really have anything to do with like being gay or anything, but I just thought that they were like pretty beautiful quotes. So one is if I had one ambition, it was to make my life itself into a poem. And then the other one is the finest life is spent creating oneself, not procreating. Which I love because I do not want to procreate. I just want to continue to like do everything for myself because it's my fucking life. There was actually, uh, that just reminded me, there was this girl that I was talking to when I was still in Virginia. I talked to her for probably like two days. Like when I first switched my hinge Mm -hmm. over to Philly and she was like kind of, you remember I sent you her. She was like kind of giving masks and we ended up, I ended up just not replying to her anymore because she was fucking boring. She, like, literally was, like, a brick wall trying to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not going to respond if you're just going to be fucking boring, bitch. But anyways, uh, oh, my God. I keep calling people bitches. I don't mean that now in, in, like, a – I mean it in a loving way, bitch, not, like – Right. That's what, I, like, I say bitch all the time as uh, in anyway. just, like, bitch. Like, kind of just as, a, like, an adjective. A bitch itself is a pronoun. Right. Bitch itself I, is a pronoun. Okay, yeah, not an adjective, yeah. a pronoun. Unless you're bitching, that's an adjective, but. I have no idea how we brought up kids. I think it was because I said something. Oh, I said, oh, I can't wait to be like just a cool auntie Mm -hmm. or something like that. Because I have three siblings. And she was like, oh, so you don't want to have kids. And I was like, not any biologically, at least of my own. And she was like, yeah, well, I want my wife to have the kids. Like, but I don't want to have them. And I was like, well, we're already disagreeing on fundamental things. that I'm not having a baby. So. (laughs) Not even saying that we would get married or anything crazy, but you know what I mean? You're like, mm. I understand from her perspective. I feel like a lot of masculine women aren't the ones that want to carry. Um, I don't want to carry. But I'm not the femme who's going to do yeah. it. But I'm not the femme who's going to do it. Do you consider yourself femme or femme? Yeah. I, guess I, femme. I say femme. I, I also femme. kind of avoid using like stud or stem just because I'm not black. So I feel like. I feel like stud is, like, specifically for, like, black masculine women, so I feel uncomfortable using it. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, still yeah. non-binary, but, I mean, I am pretty feminine, but I also have my masculine qualities. That's why I got my Mahu tattoo. Um, <clears throat> for the listeners that can't see my tattoo, I have a Mahu tattoo on my chest, 
which is the Hawaiian third gender. Um, and it, so mahu in Hawaii is typically known as a slur. It's kind of just like the slur for like homosexual or like transgender person. Um, but the true definition is kind of just embracing both sides of your masculinity and femininity. So to me, it kind of, it, it was like the one thing that like I felt like I could identify with, you know, no, as right. far as my gender, especially mm-hmm. I was born in Hawaii. My mom was raised in Hawaii. I have a Hawaiian name. I'm not indigenously Hawaiian, but I've just like grown up with a lot of Hawaiian culture. Um, and so that kind of, it, it kind of clicked, you know? So, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I would not carry though, not because of masculinity or femininity. I just am so scared of pregnancy. I just like, don't like children, like point blank period. I don't want them at the baby phase, but then sometimes I, I see the a really cute phase. The phase I don't want to do is like the birthday parties, the PTA meetings, the soccer games, like all the like kids stuff you have i'm good i'm good that you have to do yeah all right well that was a very chatty episode and i loved it um but i hope you guys also were interested in the lesbians we talked about because there you know there are a lot of a lot of lesbians throughout history um i also think it's cool too because they just remade Mm -hmm. uh what is the movie called? Shit. It's like out of your league or something. It's about the women baseball players. Oh, a league of their own, a league of their own. That's what it's called. They just did a remake of that, but I've seen the original and their original is amazing. So I highly recommend watching both because it's a very lesbian movie. Okay. Perfect. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys are glad that Armani is back. comment below if you're excited that Armani's back again our Instagram is lesbians podcast also our password is compromised by the way so you should probably change it I got a notification on my phone saying that the one for the Instagram is compromised probably that Christian girl who commented she's gonna delete all the anti-religion memes memes and she's gonna replace them with like Jesus the gospel anyway the gospel But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.